following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 98, and welcome to a very special latest edition of The Break, brought to you by GEICO. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and when I say we are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, I mean we are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I got Nick, I got Dave, I got Amber. We are all in studio for the first time in a year or maybe yeah. a little more than a year, Damn right? Close. Not the first time we've done a show. No. First time we've been in the studio together. Yeah. In a year. Because I, I want to say around this time last year, I know I was at a meeting in Pittsburgh. You guys were at Combine, right? It's been a year. So yeah. we didn't do anything. We came back. So it's been a year. It's been a full year. This Different. Is, feels I mean, good. I would say it's like a hockey game, but I've never actually sat down on the glass at a hockey game, yeah. so I wouldn't know. That's a better <laughs> analogy, though, because I was going to say I feel like I'm in the reptile house at the zoo, but this that's weird, too. It's so. <laughs> weird. Well, Spent a lot of time there? I'm getting my bearings. Okay. I like the zoo. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, interesting thing is I can't reach out and hit Nick. Like, you know, he says something crazy. I just can't, like, hit him, rip shot uh, him. The last show we did, you did. You no, came, I didn't. I came, couldn't get past the came glass. around and hit me I, in the break. Oh, I, I did come around. I don't know if I hit you, but I do still owe you. See, the funny, like, we're sitting here. We think it's so cool that we're all in a room together. But anybody listening to this is like, oh, my God, they can just talk and not trip all over each other no. and lose Wi-Fi and all the <laughs> oh, other Dave. fun stuff that happens. You know what I think we're going to do? I think we're going to put together a compilation of all of Dave's moments when he froze on camera. I think that would be actually be a pretty good video because that seemed to happen every show for the last year. Where Dave's talking and he gets right to the best part of his point and then it's like, uh I l- and all you just see is just Dave stuck there. I would like to think that I got better as the season went along, but I can't prove that. Maybe. It'd be like an hour a little long bit. video. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> It'd long. be a long one. It would be long. How you doing, Amber? You good? <laughs> I'm doing You're just fine. sitting over there looking at us. I think we're all just so excited to be here. You're like, let's get this thing over with. Yeah, you guys are way more excited. Definitely you, Derek. You're way more excited than I am. I am, for sure. I'm just glad I'm alive right now. We all survived last week, so I'm just... Glad to be breathing right now. <laughs> what people don't know about Amber is that Amber hates the cold. So it was doubly bad for Amber. Like all the other stuff, the water, the heat, all that stuff. Amber hates the cold. Yeah. So when you're talking five degrees, Amber's out on that. You talk you talk fifty degrees, Amber's like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Did you happen to notice where the Cowboys star quarterback was while all of that was happening? No, where was he? None other than the <laughs> Dominican Republic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that had a, just pouring salt in your home your hometown, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, but, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I guess can you can you still get deals done from over there? I, I would think so, and and I'm I'm hopeful that maybe there's a there's little talk going there. on, and it's some, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure at some point, hopefully at some point, they will have something for us to announce and talk about, so that all of our content doesn't end up being having com- comments like signed Dak. So maybe we can get there. I soon. don't think he's really in, involved in the negotiations, which. Somewhat might argue is part of the problem. Yeah. You know, maybe he kind of needs to. At some point, the player does need to kind of step in and, and and help and do that. And maybe he will. Maybe th- that will happen. But for what it sounds like he kind of stays away from it. And you know, 
that process hasn't worked in two years, so he maybe he needs Well, at the end of the day, I, I'm a big believer in this. I'm a big believer in the fact that when you have two sides that want to get a deal done, eventually you get a deal done. We're and get, so I'm hopeful that that's what's going to happen here. We're getting close to the end of the day. You know, that, there's a cliche that everyone says, that end of the day, and whatever that really means. But I think we're getting close to the like end of the day. 430, yeah. 430 business hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're getting close to the Kind end. of looking, checking to see if your boss is still in his office, <laughs> that type of thing. And yeah. if he's not, make a run for well, it. Hell yeah. Not even a run. <laughs> if he's not, if you're not there, I'm strolling out. <laughs> what if I just went to the restroom? Like, uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. All right, let's jump in. Today, we are actually going to move to the defensive side of the ball. The last few shows, we've been talking about the offense. We've done a review of each position on the offensive side of the ball. Today, we flip to the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk about the defensive line particularly. But before we get to that, I, I kind of want to set the conversation with a bigger picture question about the defense. Um, and, and what we know about this defense, it was it was bad last year. And saying it was bad, I don't even think really describes how bad it was. This defense was historically bad from the standpoint of the Cowboys franchise. That all being said, what do you think is the most expedient way for the Cowboys to fix this defense? And I'll give you a little bit of a hint of where I'm going with this. Um, I've heard a lot of discussions about the draft and people talking about which way do you go? Do you spend all of your draft capital on defense, thinking that's your way to kind of pull it out of the, the depths of where it's been? Or do you look at the offense and say, there are a couple positions on the offense that if you just get a couple pieces, this offense might be really great, and that's how you help this defense. Which way do you guys fall on this? Let's start with you, Nick. I'll start with the defense first. I mean, I I think that um, even though there might be an offensive lineman or so that's there that could help you right away, I just feel like the defensive side of the ball is going to be what you really need. I would suggest to do that in the first couple of rounds, but it's hard It's hard to see how the draft is going to go. And, and, and you're right, you could have an offensive player that helps you. But but I think I getting a defensive player that's NFL-ready right now could step in and play. Projects are nice, but I, I want a guy. And with the 10th overall pick, he should be able to step in. And I think it was at 44, 43 in the second round. I believe 44. Uh, 44. I mean, that guy needs to be ready to go, too. I'm not looking at the Jalen Smiths of the world and, and the guys that were banged up and hope to steal one. I want a guy I can plug in and play right now. Amber. Well, it's it's going to be interesting because me, personally, I still don't know what to expect from Dan Quinn. And we hear a lot of great things about him and his potential when it comes to player development and all that. But then you, when you actually start looking at the roster – this isn't necessarily a problem that was just last year. I mean, last year was terrible, but you look at years before that, you still were lacking certain talent on the field when it came to the defensive side of the ball, and that was under a different coaching staff. So you definitely need to reinforce, uh, find some more power on that end. And yes, I'm all for the whole draft and draft, and you have to draft, you have to. But at the same time, I'm a firm believer, and I always say this, I'm like, I'm about the now, like I want it now, like (laughs) give me my money now. (laughs) No, Um, But you do need veteran help there. You need someone that's already established, and I I get that the whole money becomes a problem there because you're already going to have to spend on DAC, hopefully, on an extended year contract, but you have to at some point just add veteran help and quit hoping that you're Drafted talent is going to develop into something uh, soon for you to use. You know, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't have the <clears throat> patience anymore for the growth because every year the, ro- the roster changes so much and then you lose 
the veteran guys. And now we're at the point where we're talking about Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins it being injured. And then you sooner or later, you're going to start losing those guys too. So again, you're transitioning the team into something else. So definitely get someone on the defensive side of the ball that can help you immediately and not need room for growth. Dave, you said expedient. And if that's what if, we're, if that's what we're talking about, just yeah. making how do you get there the quickest? The, the fastest way is to sign Dak Prescott because it just it just answers all the questions about the future of your franchise. If you don't do it now, you got to start thinking about quarterbacks in the top ten, drafting a quarterback, figuring out how you're going to accommodate that. You're also if you don't sign him, you're carrying a thirty eight million dollar cap number that makes it incredibly difficult to add any legitimate talent to your team right now. If you sign him. Today, they knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood, they will, but knock on will, they won't, because that would mean this show is moot, you know? But hopefully, they get it done quickly, is what I'm trying to say, because you can lower his number right now. That allows you, you know, they have 19 million in space right now. They can create more with a couple mm. of whisks of a pen. Is that 19 million assuming that it stayed flat, like the, the salary cap stays yeah, flat? Yeah, I mean, it's still up in the air a little bit. That's yeah. assuming the growth is minimal. Um, but they can create a lot more just by restructuring a few deals, which they do every year. Yeah. You get Dak on a deal, you take his, you can take his number down significantly from the tag number. Now you can talk about maybe we re-sign Cheeto Awuzie. Maybe we bring in a veteran safety like a Keanu Neal. I'm only using that name because he played with Dan Quinn. Right. I don't want to start any specific rumors or you know like I, or people ask about Gerald McCoy all the time. Maybe you could bring him back with that savings. You add a few players to your defense. Then you're probably going to pick in the top 100 about four times when you add in the Byron Jones comp pick. So now, and again, I don't want to say you got to go defense with this pick because you never know. Maybe a tackle is the best guy at number 10. Maybe a um, maybe a tackle is the best guy at pick 44. But either way, three of those first four picks hopefully will be defense. A couple DBs, uh, a linebacker maybe, whatever. So now you're talking about at least three guys who you think can contribute in a big way right away, handful of free agents. Oh, and by the way, your quarterback is under contract for the foreseeable future. And if all those things happen, I think the Cowboys are easily the favorite to win the NFC East, which maybe that doesn't mean much because that division is, was terrible last year, but got to win the division to get into the playoffs. That's where the conversation starts. And if they do that stuff, I think they should win the division, and there you go. Amber said something really interesting I want to get some opinions on. She said, I want to win now. I'm tired of waiting for draft picks to develop. And you look at the the Los Angeles Rams. They've taken a similar approach. They have, over the last few years, been very willing to give up very high picks uh, for the purposes of, of acquiring veteran talent. And it seems like their strategy is, we'll let everybody else develop talent. We'll let everybody else figure out how that works and, and take those risks that are associated with it. We'd rather get guys in their primes, and we'll give up uh, we'll give up our premium draft picks in order to get guys in their primes because we'd just rather have a veteran team and know more of what we're getting. What do you guys think about that strategy? Is that a better strategy than 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 optimize or or really thinking of draft picks as the the premier way to build a team over time? Well, teams have been doing it for years. They're just usually in the NBA. I mean, True. that's what the NBA does. That's their model. So yeah, it's it's a different. I, I I like everything I do in my life. I like to find you know find a balance there. Like I like that a little bit, but then 
we don't have to go all the way and not draft at no. all. But I do like I, I I've always thought you can get good value in the draft and you get a veteran, you bring him in here. And I ne- I'll always forget I'm mean, never forget that Randy Moss was a fourth round pick to New England. You know, just because on draft day you, you don't have a lot of value there um, for some reason. So yeah, I, I like to acquire that. I, I don't think you, you sell the farm for those players because I do think you build through the draft, but I do think you can kind of fill holes with How those players. How long have you been? Building through the draft. How long have you been working here for? Yeah. I'm, I'm twenty. Yeah, but, but I'm just I, saying, like I, I get the logic behind it, but man, right, it's not but, working. Well, but here's well, hold on, hold on. But, but I think it is working. I think it, I think it is working. Look at their best players. Their best players on their team are the guys that they're drafting. They're they're not. I mean, they're, they're drafting. They're yeah. developing. I just don't think the depth is where. They're struggling. When they went last year to fill holes in the free agency, we all were excited about the free agency, and it was Greg Zerline. Greg (laughs) Zerline was a really good addition. Poe, McCoy, ha-ha. Whirly. Whirly. Who else? Busts, busts, I mean, it was was bad. So I I think that you build there, but – the infrastructure needs some help, and I think I think through the draft, I, I think free agency. That's I'm sorry, I'm being long winded. I think what they need to change is be more aggressive in free agency. Quit trying to 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 bargain shop all the time and wait for the price tags to go down. Try to target a guy in free agency that'll help you. Maybe go get him. Yeah, we've I mean we've said this for years. Is like you know you don't have to be one extreme or the other. Like I don't I don't want them to chase the giant contracts in free agency, but they got to be willing to do more than they do. That's yeah. what it comes down to for me. And the Rams, I'm curious to see how it goes because I yeah. I I don't think it's a terrible idea, especially like you know you've got a veteran team, got a lot of big contracts. Like you're gonna wind up up a creek eventually, regardless. So you might as well go for it. You know, like you might as well go for it and try to put. Uh, a great team together and strike while the iron's hot. I get it. And you can't completely live in fear, but at the same time, like when you deal away all your draft picks for half a decade, if anything goes wrong, yeah. it's over for you. Yeah. I mean, if, if Matt Stafford tears his labrum, bye. Bye any chance of being good over the next like four years. And I, like I said, I mean, you can't live your life in fear that that's going to happen, but you got to keep that stuff in mind. So, I definitely want and think the Cowboys need to be more aggressive, but I get real nervous when you start talking about not having a way to better your team in the, in the draft. And the evidence overwhelmingly shows, and like not, it, it's not uniform, it's not a blanket statement, but like cheap labor is how you build good teams in the NFL. Like finding good players in the draft and making the most of them before they come up on a second contract. Like that's how you succeed. And it's not fair to the players, but that's just the way it is with this CBA. And I don't think the one they just signed is going to change it too much. So they need to be more aggressive, but the the draft is, is how you maintain longevity in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. Amber, do you have something on that? No, um, I agree with everything. They both said, actually, like that whole mentality. My only problem is what I said before. It's just it sucks that every year, every year we're talking about, oh, we're developing this talent and all that. And then you see the transitioning happening. And I feel like I've been here, what, six, seven years now to the point where I'm like, okay, this isn't really working. And maybe it was the coaching staff. Maybe that was the change needed. We saw that happening. Maybe last year it wasn't. The right situation because of everything that happened to where they could really get this team working together and all that. But it's just, it becomes frustrating when you're always hoping 
and, and everything that's a gamble. Even if you sign a veteran player, it's still a gamble. But it's just very frustrating when you only have you have to wait for that time of these rookie guys to develop. And we know that most of those guys they have to take some time to grow into. I mean, we see it, and maybe it depends on the position, obviously. But we see it with them needing to put on weight gain strength mm-hmm. b- feel get a good feel of the 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 speed of the NFL game so it that takes time and i'm sure there are plenty of other people more frustrated than i am because i've only been following it for less than a decade but it's just a lot well, yeah well let me let me say this and i'm not going to say a specific player who's under a contract with another team i mean because that could be tampering i'm not saying that but like what positions do we think this team like really got to get better at like corner Safety, safety, almost everything, linebacker, <laughs> okay. like you name it, everything. Yeah. But let's just say you got a guy. He's a he's been a, he's a fourth year of his. Of, this will be his fifth year. He's relatively cheap. He's made two Pro Bowls. He's a stud at corner, you know, or defensive end. He is a stud. He has been in the Pro Bowl and he needs a big time contract. Are you trading? Are you trading your tenth pick for that? No, because you're you're trading one problem for another, right? The money. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Not well, that, but not, but, not, not, yeah. Go ahead. Well, you're creating a problem for yourself, but you're also, yeah. Like again, the the cheap part of it is what makes that int- is what mm-hmm. makes it because you can add talent to your team without crippling your salary cap. That's just right. too valuable to me. Assuming you're doing your job the right way. And at number ten, you're expecting you're getting a player that's going to immediately become in and give and make an okay. impact, right? One Pro Bowl. And so one Pro Bowl, your second round pick. The guy's good. He's a good player. He's a good player. In his player. prime? This is his he's yeah, still his first deal into his first deal. Let's say his seventh year. He's already had one and you know. I I I know it's different different feel positions like Nick is trying to no, point me toward a specific no, player. No, I know. I'm trying I'm to not, do it with player too cuz I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to <laughs> well, talk about legal Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It does depend on the position. Yeah, it like does. if you tell seventh me if you tell me that yeah, if you tell me it's a seventh year um cornerback that is that's been to one pro bowl and that pro bowl was last year or the year before and he's playing at that level every year then maybe i consider it okay let's say that jj watt is was is under he's not under contract so yep. he's a free agent yeah, but you let's can say talk about let's him. say that he was and what would you what would you give up draft wise cuz there's some fans that say i'd give up the first round pick no definitely not 10 no i'm not giving would up would you give one. up your second though for him for jj watt no no not where he is in his career right now no i can do a third maybe you could talk me into a third maybe but uh first two again like you just said earlier yeah. this year First two picks, I need them both to come in and immediately play. Yeah, but that guy is coming. Well, huh? he's been banged up. I yeah, no. What I mean is, I need him to come in to immediately play yeah. and give me at least four years. If it's the first round pick, give me five years of production on a cheap on contract. A cheap, yeah, on no, a relatively I'm, cheap contract. I'll just say this: I mean, the draft is always going to be a crapshoot. But if you do your job the right way, like the the transition to the NFL has never been easier than it is right now. Like, why is that? Well, I, I mean, I think because football—it's such an industry. Like, if you, I mean, if you're good at football, yeah. you're going to camps from the time you're 12. You're going to these big time programs, yep. playing in these big time games. Every, I mean, I hate to bring them up for the 10 millionth time, but 
TJ Watt didn't need to acclimate to the NFL. He was ready to go from day one, and he is. It also a bad, was a great fit for him. Sure, where they how they use him sure. is a great fit for him. I guarantee you, if TJ Watt had been drafted over Taco Charlton, he might maybe he wouldn't be the defensive player of the year candidate he is, but he'd be on the team yeah. and he'd, he'd be, still be he'd here. Be pretty good, I think. Yeah, he'd be pretty good. You know, it also it comes down to the structure of your team and Sean McVay uh, with the Rams. I'm sure is very confident in their system that they have. Look at some of the players that do have, that play well for them. They're not always high draft picks. Mm. Their drafts are very, very important in the 6th, 7th round, 5th round. They've got to get guys that can come in and play because they don't have any first round picks. So to get that depth. And I think he has confidence that this system, it works. He can bring in a Cooper Cup. He can bring in Robert Woods. They can they can shine. They can do some great things. Those are just two examples. I think they were relatively high picks. But, you know, the, their draft is just as important as any other team. Probably even more important because they've got to hit on late round picks. Well, I will say this, too. You look around the league and you look at the teams that have consistently been good in this league over the last 10, 15, 20 years, the Patriots, the Packers, the Steelers, those are teams that are notoriously draft-first teams. They are not teams that spend a ton in free agency, typically. They are your basic basement bargain-shopping type teams, and they have been very successful doing it. Now, Part of that is because they, you know, in a lot of those cases, they got a quarterback already, so they don't have to worry about that. But the irony, the the irony there, I agree with you about some of that. The Patriots suck at drafting; they, like they're not awesome at but, it. But, but they, defy but they don't, but they don't all, spend a lot of money in free agency no, they, at all. They, just, they defy yeah. all logic but yeah. completely. No, but there is there is a common theme there. You said Green Bay. Now, obviously, they, they McCarthy was let go, but he was there what thirteen years. Yeah. Tomlin's been there a long time. Belichick's been there a long time. Ever. So yeah, so yeah. you can get. You can get some really good players with a system. Maybe they don't draft well, but they have confidence in the system that they have. And so that's why you don't always just want to let coaches go all the time and start over because continuity does help. Well, don't get Cowboys fans talking about that because that could also go the other way when you hold on a little too long. I'm just saying. True. No, I mean, you're I'm right. Just saying, we're just, that's a whole just, different conversation. We're just right? opening all the scabs on <laughs> we are. Like, every wound that people <laughs> that's, are licking that's right the thing, now. Though. That's the thing. Those guys have been consistently good to great. True. And Jason Garrett and this staff was consistently average, average. to good. Yep. And that's, that's the mostly average, though. All right. I mean, around average. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the defensive line. i got some questions lined up for you guys. We're going to talk about defensive end. We'll also talk about defensive tackle. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. 
where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. We are presented by Geico, and today we're talking about the defensive side of the ball. We flipped our review from the offense to the defense, and we're going to zoom in today on the defensive line. My first question for you guys is, how comfortable are you and you have two starter-caliber defensive ends between Lawrence and Gregory going into next season. Let's you start. The, did you read the mailbag this morning? Maybe not. Was I supposed to? Oh, it was actually mailbag was yesterday. It was, oh, it was yeah, Tuesday. That's why I was Sorry. confused. Oh. No, it was Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday's mailbag, Dave and I both answered, what position on the whole team, if you had a chance to just get an impact player, and we both kind of went around different spots, would all be great, but we ended up with defensive end. Yep. Give really? Me oh yeah. Of all the positions and, on this team. Okay, but yeah. that's not that's not a knock on Randy. Okay. Because and when you at you, you said I think your wording was are you comfortable that you got two starters? Yeah. I'm comfortable with that the same way that I'm comfortable that I have money in my savings account. Like it's there. I'm comfortable with it, but it could always be better. Like yeah. I would love okay. to have more. I, I would love to have more badass pass rushers. If Randy Gregory is my third down specialist because I have another right end that's even better. That's a great problem to have, and it probably that's what I said in the mailbag. If your secondary is not great, that's how you. That's the best way to fix it. And I know you know people go back and forth, coverage versus pass rush, and like if you've got great coverage, that's awesome, and it definitely helps. But guess what? The I mean, Cowboys don't. I, I so always, I always think about the New York Giants. You know they had Michael Strahan, O.C. Umanura. Kiwanuka, and at the 15th overall pick, they took this freak named JPP. And he, you know, did they need him? Not really, but uh, they went from comfortable to did basically. Did they have Tuck on that team, too? Oh, yeah. Tuck. Yeah. I mean, they basically, like, they were just loaded. Did up you say Kenny? Kenny was on the first one, too. Was he? Yeah. I, they had so know. many weapons in that front. Yeah, Which, and, that, and that's why they beat the Patriots, and that's and that's kind of why I think we both say. I mean, so and I think I do. I think that sticks in the consciousness of Cowboy fans because that Giants team beat such a good Cowboys team with that pass rush, mm-hmm. and obviously the yeah. Patriots and as well. the Packers. If you remember, they yeah. they beat all three of those teams at playoffs. Which to I would be, you know, if you were like you can have those Giant fronts or the Legion of Boom, I would probably take the Legion of Boom, honestly, but. I just think it's way harder to put together that caliber of a secondary mm-hmm. than I that know. caliber of a pass. Yeah, it's tough. But I yeah, Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom was legendary as a defense. Like they yeah. will go down and lure as one of the greatest defense and of all time. I don't also, think the Giants were, well, no. but I do that, think that front that was. That pass rush though helped. That pass rush and no, they, had, they had a good pass rush. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah I, I do think it's easier to help a secondary with a badass pass rush than it is to have a badass secondary help. You can't cover for twelve days if you can't rush the passer. So I, I. There also, is also are are we counting? I mean, are we counting on Gregory? 
Well, that that's part of this question. Like, do you do you feel comfortable saying he is your starter? I'm I'm sky high on Randy. Like the rules have been changed. I'm not worried about. I I, I mean, knock on all of the wood, but we're almost to March, and if in case anybody forgot, February is usually when those suspensions come down. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very optimistic. Randy will be around. This should be the first time that he can have a full off season in his career. In yes. his whole career. In his whole career. Wow. This is the first time it's amazing. that he should be around from February until August. Uh, I feel great about it. But at the same time, I think, you know, they redid his contract. So, like, this is the last year on his deal. They got him for one year. And he's also, I don't know if he's ever played 16 games in his entire career. But that doesn't it's, that also tell you just how good this guy is? Sure. He's never yes. had an offseason. Of course. And no. he played he's the way a, he played this last a, year? He is a freak. And I'm very, I'm excited he's here. I'm comfortable if he's the starter. But if an opportunity presents itself to add another pass rusher, I'm not going to not do it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, or maybe not fortunately, but I don't think the draft lines up particularly well. To you know, there aren't in there. There's no Chase Young in this class. You know that. You don't like my guy. Oh, the Texas guy. Osa? I don't. I mean, depends on where you get him. I don't think you know. We're not talking about drafting. Third, second round. Is he a second round guy? You're you're definitely not drafting him at right. ten. Let's put it that. Right, way. I know that. So, yeah. who is getting drafted at ten? Maybe Miami. Sounds like I keep hearing all these uh, corners. Well, in no, terms I'm talking of about pass rush. Gregory okay. Gregory Rousseau, the Miami guy, and um, Quiddy Pay, the Michigan guy, which. Don't even don't say Michigan pass rusher no, to a Cowboy fan. I know. So it's yeah, that's that's tough that they have to live with that. But yep. it's, it's a part it's of it. right? Unfair, but it's a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, there's teams that probably didn't you know that passed on uh, Tom Brady because or you know because they had Drew Henson. You know, you yeah. can't compare those no, to a Michigan quarterback. To be either. clear, <laughs> that's a mistake and a dumb way to look at the draft. Yeah, but absolutely. that's not going to make anybody feel better yeah. about what happened with Taco. Um, so. I'm comfortable with Randy, and I would guess if you make me guess right now, he's probably your starter when the season gets here. But I would still be happy to try to add to it. I think something else you said in the mailbag, though, it's not just about that. It's are you comfortable with your third pass rusher? Mm -hmm. Because it was for the last couple years. You know, you had Quinn, and then you had Alden Smith in there, and then but now, what are you going to do there? You know, is it going to be Dorrance Armstrong? Is it going to be Bradley and I? Is he going to see the field? I mean, like, is he ready to make that jump? So I, I, I think, I think you're not. I think you need to add something. You add something there, defensive, uh, defensive line, defensive end, and hope that you get a healthy tank. Tank started to see it. I mean, you, you started to see him last year, really starting to play well. And he doesn't always have to get sacks to play well. He he played well at the end of the season, but he needs some help. You you mentioned Alden Smith, Amber. I'll ask you this question: Do you think, based on what you saw last year? You would go back, go out, and, and re-sign Alden Smith uh, to a longer-term deal, two or three-year deal. Even just, would you have him back on this team next year? Absolutely, I, I would definitely want him back. I know he he was dealing with some injuries and got kind of banged up towards the second half of the season, but. To his credit, he was doing all the work the first half of the season. So uh, the good thing, it wasn't anything major. Like He wasn't dealing with any major injuries. So I do feel that the Cowboys can definitely come to an agreement with him and get a good deal with him, another one-year deal type of stuff, and and it worked out. Me, I I would feel okay with the position. And honestly, I mean, you guys talking about defensive end and all that, but... I feel like there's no wrong answer here. Like I, I don't feel like if you were to get any other position 
on defense that anyone could really be mad at it, you know? Mm. There are so many needs that there's absolutely no wrong answer here. It's just like, okay, who's the best talent out here and let's go for it because you definitely... What are we doing at linebacker? I mean, that's a big question mark mm. there. We have Don't no get idea. Me started. That's a whole show. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> show. But the defense, you have to, you see it as well as a. It's all layers. You know, you start with the defensive line, and then it goes to linebackers, and then you got the secondary. So it all trickles down, and everyone. It, it's just a. Everyone affects each other, but I guess it just depends, and, and it comes down to the best talent available there, but. Defensive end position, I would feel good if we do have Alden Smith back, and I feel like he wouldn't be an issue. He would be able to give you a lot on the field again. Let's zoom in a little bit on Alden Smith because I I was looking at his production from last year, and this stuck out to me. Four of the five sacks he had last season happened in the first three games. I think he had one in game one. He had three in game three, and then he only had one more sack from week four through week 16, game 16 of the season. Uh, in addition to that, almost half of his tackles came in the first five games of the season. He had 26 in the first five games, a total of 48 for the season. Do you attribute a lot of that to the fact that this was a guy that hadn't played football since 2015, uh, or do you think it was just a situation where, you know, at first he was just kind of hot, and then we realized that he just may not – he may not have the, what he needs in order to play at this level at this point in his in his life, what else happened at the midpoint of the season? Gregory, Randy Gregory showed up yep. and started reacclimating. So I think it's a little bit of both of okay. those. Um, which I think it's you know we talk about Randy being a freak. I think it's equally impressive yeah. that a guy took five years off and even if he tailed off, he was a a, a diff, difference maker is maybe strong for the well, a defense that was that bad, but he was a reliable contributor. To a pro defense five years after if the fact. he if he was tailing off I mean yeah his numbers did but I, I nobody caught him on that a seventy eight yard touchdown I mean like and, and I know that was just one play against yeah. the Bengals but it was an athletic play from a defensive end to scoop up that ball and take off like that and and I think it shows like Dave said five years removed from football they always talk about it on an injury you know that first year back after an ACL injury or any injury it's kind of tough the year how about five years mm-hmm. how about five years of some tough life, you know. Yeah, for I mean, sure, I bet Elton Smith wasn't wasn't worried about some of the people that in Dallas and some of the issues people had, or you know, and then you know, sleeping with no heat and all that. This guy was living under cars for a while. I mean, this guy was living a really tough life, and now he's back playing. And he had one year, and it was a good year. And he, in any other year, probably could have won Comeback Player of the Year. You know, but um, I'm surprised he didn't even get many more more votes. I thought that was kind of a shame. I'm, Alex Smith should have won it, yeah. but Alden Smith, five years removed from football to come back and play like he did, um, yeah, I think he, he he I think he's deserving of of a new contract. But I don't know about the one year deal because he lost five years of he lost five years of paychecks too. He he's probably looking to if anybody try to cash in if anybody that. is gonna go after and deserves to yeah. like the best possible offer that he should. Yeah, but I, but I'll tell you this: looking at the production, I think that it might work out for Dallas that they actually oh, yeah. can get him for a reasonable deal. I think. Yeah, I know? think it is realistic to think that he could wind up back here if, on a not crazy deal. Yeah. He he did a very. Um, Interesting interview uh, you could on our on our show uh, on our show, one of our shows uh, in the off season or back in I guess November December 
But the thing about it, if you kind of sift through some of those comments, he also said, we were building this, we next year, you know, he, he talked a lot about next year, didn't really talk like an unrestricted free agent. He talked a lot about what they've been building and what, what they could do, what they'll be next year. So not sure. I'll Mon- just, money talks, but I, I'm just saying. I'll throw, like, every year I whiff terribly. <laughs> on like it's hard to predict there's 32 teams and all it takes is one to decide that you're yeah. the guy and i was my jaw dropped when i saw what robert quinn got last year because I, you know, I was like you know he's on the tail end of his career he's kind of you know he's more of a pass rusher than an all-around end and chicago was like we don't care here's 80 million dollars so because they got an all-around guy on the other side so yeah they can afford and, to say give me a guy to just go get the passer on so the opposite side i i would like to think it's realistic but all it takes is one team to be like oh we can we can turn this back into the old Alden Smith, and then yeah. and then we're doing a show about how he's gone. So That's that coy smile over there. <laughs> well, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I'm just saying. You talked about you talking about Khalil Mack. Yeah. You know, they got him locked up, and he's good. He and then the other side, you can just go. Well, that's what you you think you should have had here. You know, that's what they're paying well, for. Maybe, but I, let's not be like Khalil Mack is the best. In my opinion, the best defensive end in football, and I don't think it's even that close. Um, I, I think it's unfair yeah. to just say, well, that's what you're paying for. Yeah, you had to pay because that was market price, right. but I don't think anybody was expecting him to have Khalil Mack-type production, right? That's just kind of what sucks about it, though. Marcus, market price sometimes, you know, the Cowboys really haven't been able to cash in on that as much. Maybe Zach Martin, yes, but everybody else, I mean— not really, yeah. you know, and we're about to find out, I guess, with with Dak too. But I'm just saying, you know, with Cooper and Zeke and and D Law and Jalen, Jalen was below market price. You know, that was actually I I well, take I take issue with Cooper. I I mean, especially so, like Cooper didn't like set this crazy new market. Like he yeah he, was, he slotted himself right in there where he right. probably should be, and he had a pretty damn good season. And considering he's earned his money. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That, that's fine. Yeah, Cooper. but I mean, I'm certainly not getting it from Zeke. I'm higher on Tank than a lot of people, but as am I. The money is the money, and he's. I mean, you're not getting what the money says you should. Um, who else? J- Jalen, obviously. I mean, we don't even have to go there. So yeah, I mean, overall, I do agree with you. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Um, before we get to the next question, or actually, let's go ahead and get this question in before we do the final break. Uh, let's assume for a second they don't decide to to re-sign Alden Smith. Uh, do you think the third defensive end is on this team, or how would you feel if the third defensive end were on this team? You're talking about guys like Dorrance Armstrong, Bradley, and Nye. Or do you think the Cowboys really got to go out? And if you say, if, if what you say is true, Dave, there aren't really great options out there in the draft that they really got to go into free agency and try to find themselves a competent, um, good uh, defensive end as their third guy. If, if you just listen to Jerry's oh, comments, I was gonna say, go ahead, go ahead. Just, I it's I mean we you know I said the other day like this is the longest we've gone in an off season without hearing from Jerry or Steven because there was no senior bowl and we're not at the combine mm-hmm. but if Jerry Jones had a chance to speak publicly I bet we'd be writing something about how Dorrance, Dorrance Armstrong, Armstrong is the next future they I mean, love they love to drop him his he name last year didn't loves they? him some yeah. Dorrance Armstrong and I don't I don't necessarily see it but who the hell am I, I don't well the coaches did too it wasn't it, no just Jerry. I know it wasn't I, just Jerry it's one of those things where I'm just like somebody's crazy and I don't know right. I mean, maybe it's me I don't know. I mean I watched every game and I look at the stats 
And I look at the hidden stats. You know, I, I stats. You know, you can, you can find stats to tell the story, and I'm still just looking for it. Like, I'll say this though: what is what is the thing that endears a player to the coaching staff like nothing else? Work hard. Work every well, single play. Work hard. You're saying, there we go. Contribute on special True. teams. And Dorrance, is, Dorrance was great on special teams. Like, he made the play First against San Francisco. Yeah. 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 He was on all the teams. He forced that fumble. Very versatile. Knows his assignment. You know what he and, reminds me of a little bit? Just like of a kind of a gadget kind of guy is Pepe the Zona. guy. No, I wasn't going to say that. But, uh, <laughs> no, Tyrone Crawford, who is a guy that now is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And there's talk, talk that he may be done with football. But I, I think he's the kind of player, like, Tyrone, you never really looked at him and thought he was a great player, but coaches loved him. Coaches mm-hmm. thought he was like, that's my kind of guy. Which, right? that, that has been a trap that this team has fallen into time and time again. Because, and again, love him. I'm, I am the unofficial president of the Jeff Heath fan club. But Jeff Heath has the game of his life against Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And that goes from this special teams beast gadget guy should be our starting safety. And that was probably a mistake. Yeah. And that's this. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong, if he's your fourth end and a special teams ace, that's awesome. Don't try to sell me like he's a 10 sack guy. Cause I feel like we would have seen that by now. If that was true. Game of his life would have forced a fumble on Aaron Rodgers. On I, that sack. I mean, <laughs> Hey, when people, when how pe- did he hang on to that ball? Every year, every year people are like, here we go. Talking about quarterback hand size. And I'm like, guess what? It matters. Go watch that play. Because if he's got small hands, that Jeff Heath's scoring a touchdown and Cowboys make the NFC championship. There's no way he's supposed to hold on to that ball. Cowboys make the NFC championship game? If if he forces a fumble on that play, no, I just have never been there before. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't even know what that is. God, this remember, game, remember that game? It's a dream. This, remember when Taylor, this sport Taylor is so cruel, came AG. over to us at the end of that game. She was so sad. She was like, I wanted you guys to get a ship. <laughs> you guys I do remember the that. Ship. Like, yeah. yeah that, been a while. Just, just, I mean, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but if that happens, like if he strips Rodgers and they get it, they get the ball it, deep in Green Bay territory, they, they're probably going to win that game. And then, like, all of the narratives reset. Because every like, oh, it's been 30 years since they've done this, since they've done that. And if that happens, then it's like, well, it's been two or three years. That's not the correct. Well, then, the then it doesn't go to championship game. It just goes to the Super Bowl. Which, well, sure. Who, who would they still, have played? The Falcons yeah. at home? Uh, Falcons at AT&T, yeah. And they were good. That, I mean, that was good. The way all, the f- their defense actually was a lot. They were pretty good on defense that year. The Falcons. Yeah. Who was their coordinator? And Clint was oh, their head yeah. coach. They, and he, was he calling the defensive plays at that point? I don't remember. I don't know. But they destroyed that Packers team. Yeah. Like, they beat the crap out yeah, of them. They were good. But no one talks about that they from the Falcons that, that season. <laughs> they no. talk about 28-3. No. Which, again, I, cruel sport. Because that's until they win a Super Bowl, that's all anyone will ever say right. about them it's ever again. It's on T-shirts. And even when they do win a Super Bowl, it will still be on T-shirts. And people still will be talking <sighs> about that game. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We're going to flip to the defensive tackle position. Talk about a couple guys there, a couple young guys, and what we think of them going forward. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. 
Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the break. Experience the most competitive and highest profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world when Monster Energy AMA Supercross returns to AT&T Stadium March 13th, 16th, and 20th. Tickets are on sales now. Get yours before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Geico. Uh, we're going to talk about defensive tackle at this point. And, and my first question for you guys revolves around the two young guys, Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore. They both, I thought, had moments where they flashed this season. Um, if you were, to, if the Cowboys were to go the route of signing a big time free agent, the challenge you have there is you got two young guys who need snaps in order to develop. You and you sign a big time free agent. That's going to take snaps from them, which slows their their progression. You would think. So, which way do you think the Cowboys should go with this? Do you go out and if you can, if you're going to spend money in free agency, that's a position where you would go all in for a big time defensive tackle if you could find one. Um, and 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 that means that you slow down the progress of those two young guys. Or do you look at this as I have two young guys. I want to develop them. I'm going to get some help mm. in the free agent market or in the draft. But I'm not necessarily looking for a guy that's a big free agent because I think I got two guys who can play. Let's start first with you, Dave. I think that probably I mean that just depends on the player, honestly. I mean and and the size of the contract. Again, you can be frustrated by it all you want, but it's a very good guess that they're just they're not going to splash obscene amounts of cash. We, I mean, I got to see it to believe it at this point, but I mean especially at tackle. Well, sure. Yeah. You that's know, true I mean, too. Like, yeah. that's not a position that they ever jump at, anyways. And then they don't, you know, so if there is a top notch tackle, it's like unlikely they will even try to get them, anyways. And then. But are we, are we, are we basing this on a lot of years of Jason Garrett? And maybe that's why they weren't willing to do that, where now you're dealing with a different coaching staff that may have a different opinion. Sure. And unfortunately. I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, but like we haven't talked to Dan Quinn since he got hired. I have no idea what he wants to do with this defense, unfortunately. Uh, So I'm just taking my best guess and history, even last year with a new coaching staff. They brought in Gerald McCoy, but that's my point is talented player on the back end of his career who they got 
for a lesser price. Um, which, if he's healthy and wants to come back, let's go. Kawan Short, who is not far removed from being one of the best D tackles in football, if he can be had for an, a decent price, all in. I doubt Indomitian Sue wants to leave the Super Bowl champs. I would guess he just re-ups with them. But if he wants to come here, all in on that too. Otherwise... I think you probably just make do. I mean, you know, if Tristan Hill can come back from his ACL and and you think you feel good about that, yeah, like I like the idea of letting those two draft picks develop. I mean, Tristan was showing, I mean, like he was showing promise when he got hurt and Gallimore came along. So if those are my top two, I feel fine about that. And you can fill in the depth behind him. I, I think Antoine Woods will be back. I think he's a restricted free agent, so it shouldn't be hard to keep him. So... It's not a huge thing for me where I'm like, we got to go do something crazy. But if you can identify like a McCoy like last year, I mean, I know it didn't work out, but I don't think that's their fault. Yep. Amber. No, I, I agree with everything. Uh, I feel the same exact way with that. And to me, I've maybe because it's the position of itself that it's just not that attractive or, you know, gets many eyes on it because of it's not really a flashy position. But I just... I got other worries. I got other needs that are way, way higher than defensive tackle. I was impressed with what Tristan Hill was able to do last year. It was very, very unfortunate that he got hurt. Uh, what game was that? That was the same game as Dak, yeah. right? Yeah, nice. that was so soon. So it just sucks that that happened. Um, but I do think that he he's still able to come back and and jump right back at it. And Gallimore, he was showing some impressive stuff too. So hopefully with another year on him and just developing the guy and all that, uh, it'll be better. But just overall, I just think that there are just so many other bigger needs than defensive tackle. If they want to bring someone in for cheap, whether that's a veteran guy, like Dave said, that just works, great. But uh, other than that, I'm like, I'm way more focused on other positions. Nick. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's the right approach. I think that's the approach that it's gonna that they're gonna take. But it's kind of the same with safety when you're like, well, they just don't do that. It's like, well, they haven't done it in 25 years or, or 20 years. They haven't gotten a safety like that, and they haven't gotten a defensive tackle. They don't put that kind of you know priority level on it. But maybe they should because yeah. this this isn't working. Like this, you know this. Maybe they should draft a defensive tackle at number ten. I don't know if there's one available. That's which, and I was I was going to say I can I can hear people listening saying like, how do you expect your linebackers to be better if your defensive yeah. tackles can't keep blockers off of them? I get that. I just I don't see a super clear path to drastically upgrading. Like I don't I don't think there is a defensive tackle that's worth that. Let pick. me ask you this: yeah. Do you think? Think JJ Watt could play a three technique in a yes. four three line. I think JJ Watt could probably. Is that do the kind of guys? Let's want. let's put a name to it. A JJ Watt. Would you be willing? Now again, I'm not saying you got to break the bank because I don't think you would break the bank, and maybe that's the reason why you can't get him because some team is willing to break the bank on him. But if you could get him for a price that makes sense, and that would be an elevated price, but a price that makes sense, would you look at a guy like that to bring in Absolutely. as your three technique? Absolutely. Or if he wants to play either end, he can do that yeah, too. Like yeah. I'll find a spot for him to get JJ Watt. You know, I think I think you know he's gonna he's not just gonna go and change positions. I mean, he's he's gonna go and be well. He's been a three. He's been a defensive end on three four. That's why I say Kenny slide because it's kind of in between. You could go to one or the other when you've then, been a defensive end on three four. Then I think the Cowboys just changed their defense for him. 
You just go straight to a three four. You know, I've said it before. I think that you know they they have pieces there. Randy yeah. Randy Gregory is a big piece. Who's your nose tackle? The problem well, right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to three four, who's your? That's an oh, important oh, piece oh, at that sorry. point. Oh yeah, and who's your nose tackle? They don't, they don't have, have a guy. They don't have that guy. Not a space eating guy. They don't have that guy. You got to get you got to get him too. The problem with JJ <laughs> Watt. Get him too. Then you got to sign him and say, "Hey, you're playing next to JJ Watt. Deal with it." JJ Watt's in that very unique situation where. Like what I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb, but he's going to defy expectations because he's he's made more money than he could ever mm-hmm. spend. Like he's done that. He's signed two or three contracts. He's all he's in the Hall of Fame tomorrow, uh, but he wants to win a Super Bowl, and and he yeah. can decide where he wants to go. And so, like I mean, like Tampa Bay. He, he would take less to play in Tampa Bay, or like if he wants to play with his brother, he could go to Pittsburgh. He's from Wisconsin. Buffalo is a piece or two away. I just think the Cowboys are further away from being a Super Bowl winner than about at least half a dozen teams. You left out Green Bay. His all, no, his I said he's from Wisconsin. There's six to eight teams yeah. that are much that seem to be much closer to contending than the Cowboys. And J.J. Yeah. Watt doesn't care about money. State income tax. Um, that's true. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. also, actually, and it's not a far move either. Wait, some, well, right some people, wait, some, don't these players right just keep a home anyways? Yeah. A lot of them do, but that doesn't matter. It's where you're playing. It's where, where you, you work. work. Yeah. Where yeah. you work is where you get taxed. So yeah. You you are uniquely positioned to weigh in on this because okay. some people have made fun of me. JJ Watt is the closest thing to like the face of Houston sports in the last like twenty. Like he's Mister Houston. Um, I think it would matter to him because how are people in Houston going to feel if he signs in Dallas? I think that's true. I think that matters. You know what? To him. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Demarcus Ware when Demarcus Ware left Dallas. Yeah, he didn't want to go to the NFC East. He really didn't want to go to the NFC. He's going to, and it's because yeah. he will always be a Dallas Cowboy in his mind. And so he went a whole different conference to where it's not even. And now he says, "I'm a Bronco and I'm a Cowboy." Yeah, but he couldn't do that if he went to Philadelphia. And JJ right? clearly, and I'm not. I agree to, with you on that. He cares about his public image, and he cares what. And the he people, loves the city of Houston. Yes, and yeah. I just from all indications. And yeah. I mean, if the Cowboys were on the cusp of, if the Cowboys were the best team in the NFC, maybe it doesn't matter. But they're not. Then I just I don't think he would do that. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I kind of agree with you. Oh, all right, Ryan did. you made a comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Said Nolan Ryan did <laughs> like anyone like that's the same. I don't know that Nolan Ryan <laughs> right yeah uh, got it. He didn't uh, he didn't get what thirty yeah. million dollars for the flooding in Houston and yeah. all that. He, I think he's not like honestly no, no. before probably he's probably the next guy in line in Houston sports lore uh, behind Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, probably right up there with him. JJ is gonna do what Chris Long did and sign a laughably small contract with a Super Bowl contender and probably go help them win it. Which, that would be cool. I like J.J. Watt. Good for him. What were you going to say, Amber? Something that Dave said that just got me thinking, and and, you know, we tend to assume that everyone just wants to come to the Dallas Cowboys because (laughs) of what they are. But aside from J.J. Watt, just other veteran guys, you think they sit there and they're looking at uh, Dallas and be like, eh, they're they're not really going to get me to a Super Bowl. No, you know what they care about? Honestly, I think when when players want to come here, I think they want to come here. They'll say those things in press conferences and say, man, it's great to be able to wear the star and all that. Like, that's cool. But at the end of the day, I think they think about it more from the standpoint of that state income tax. That's a lot of freaking money. That is a ton of money. So playing in Texas versus playing in California versus playing in New York or Jersey, whichever you want to put it, there is a a sizable difference Mm -hmm. in the amount of money you're going to make when you're playing in those cities. And I do think, and, and people, Jerry gets a hard time for this, but I do think it's legitimate. 
playing, and we've seen it happen over and over again. Guys finish playing here, and if they have even a modicum of success, they have a lot of opportunities. They want to go into media. They get shots at Jason Witten jumped the jumped the line. <laughs> he yeah. jumped the line. Tony Romo jumped the line. You can't tell me if they would have been even in a city like Green Bay, where you got a successful program there. You can't tell me that those guys are jumping the line like the Cowboys do. It, there is some value to playing yeah. in this city. You know what state also doesn't have income tax? Florida is that right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I have this bad feeling like we're we're about to see the closest thing to a LeBron situation as we've ever seen in the NFL. What do you mean? I mean Brady showed up in Tampa and won the whole thing like it was nothing in his first year. And guys are just going to be like, I want a piece of that. And and there are going to be more veterans available. Want to go down there? There are going to be more veterans available than ever before because the the cap didn't grow. So mm-hmm. like a like guys are going to be getting cut left and right, and a bunch of them are going to be like, let me go win a ring with Tom before yeah, he retires. Because and he also he doesn't have a lot of money on that cap. I mean, it, it's a it's a sizable deal, but not yeah, it's not, not crazy. relative to how good he is and how the other quarterbacks are. Yeah. And, and they just, might have some holes too, because I think they got some free agents that were. Oh, and they got I mean, Godwin's a free agent, right? Godwin's a free agent. Uh, Sue Shaq, is a free Shaq agent. Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Oh, and they're going to lose a few of those guys, yeah. and they're going to replace them with quality. The JJ yeah. Watts of the world, who are yeah. like, let me take way less than market value so I can win a ring. I just no I, maybe I'm wrong, but I just I can see that coming. It'll be interesting. It definitely will be interesting. Okay, one other real quick question I have for you guys on the defensive tackle position. Right now, where would you rank defensive tackle among all the needs that you have on this team? Where do you rank this position? Let's start first with you, Amber. Uh, Shoot, you caught me off guard with that one. Where would you rank it? Man, let's let's I, say I just I, on the defensive side. Let's say if, just if you on had the to defensive do defensive side, end, defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, safety, that's five positions, where would you rank it in that five? I hate to say this uh, because it is an important position, but to me, it would be towards the end, towards the bottom. Uh, I've been complaining about safety since forever. We've talked <laughs> years since and Darren years. Since Darren Woodson. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> years and years. Uh, cornerback, what yeah. do you got there, aside from Trevon Diggs? I mean, what you really need help there for sure, and you need a guy that, that can jump right in and do the work that needs to be done. Linebacker is a whole mess. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean... Again, I know we don't want to even touch Jalen Smith because we all know what that is. But if you look at the other guy, Leighton uh, Vendresh, what's going to happen with him and his injury? How, at what level is he going to be able to play once he's back? Is he going to get injured again? So too many question marks for me in those other areas of the field for me to list defensive tackle higher than any of a. a of the rest of those positions. So for me, it would be at the bottom. Nick? I think it's in the middle, actually. I, I think uh, I think the secondary needs, safety and corner, and then I would probably put, from, just from the standpoint of need, uh, because I just I don't trust the Gallimore and Tristan Hill. As, that's all I've okay. got right now. I think they're going to give up a lot on the run. I need, some, I need a little bit more experience there. Um, and then linebackers is hard to tell. I mean, what I don't—it's hard to know what they're going to do with Jalen Smith and where they're going to play him, and then it, with the health of Layton and with Sean Lee. And so I don't know. Like maybe it's a big need, maybe it's not. Defensive end, we talked about it. It, it could be an upgrade, and it's a—it's a—it's a good position to upgrade. But as far as need go, I, I think I put it at third. Okay, Dave. I'm going to rephrase it 
because every sure. just everything on the defense is a need, and I don't like the idea of saying, "Well, that's not a need." Because BS, <laughs> go yeah. watch the games from last year. Um, but in terms of like how comfortable I feel and how much work I feel like they have to do, just in the interest of like playing games, I feel I just feel better about defensive tackle and defensive end because you have the bodies there to do it. Like you have Tristan Hill, probably Antoine Woods, Neville Gallimore. Tank's not going anywhere. Randy's here. So, like, it won't be the best defensive line in the league, but at least you have guys. Like, they don't have a secondary right now, and I'm terrified of their linebacker core. Like, my feelings on Jalen Smith are well-known, and you can't deny Layton's injuries at this point. It's been two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And very sneakily, like, it sneaks up on you, but they've got to decide on his option this year. And if they don't pick it up, then he's in a contract year. So I put it as... Everything in the secondary and linebacker is paramount to me. And maybe, you know, you don't have to draft linebackers. You at least got to figure it out. Like, Dan Quinn's got to be like, I can make Jalen work, pick up Layton's option. I mean, if they do those two things, then they're fine. But they might not. So that that gives me a lot of pause. So I don't feel good about their defensive line, but I just think it is – it's the closest thing to being complete on a unit that needs a lot of work. That's a good lead-in because next week we will talk, actually the week after next, we will talk about linebackers. We will zero in on that position because that is a position that has all kinds of question marks for this team. And uh, and I don't know that anybody knows the answers to those right now. Uh, next week we're going to focus in on free agency because it's the last show before we will do before free agency begins. And so we're going to talk about all these free agent players that the Cowboys have. They have to make a decision on. We'll do that next week. So make sure you join us for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Hellman, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!